Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, tragedy in Charlottesville. The hours-long manhunt is over and a suspect in custody after a University of Virginia student allegedly kills three football players and injures two others. Police searching for a motive tonight as a campus is in mourning. It's just been a really sad and hard day for everyone. CBS's Katherine Herridge reports tonight on the new details as we learn the suspect was known to campus police. High stakes face-to-face meeting. What President Biden and China's President Xi spoke about for more than three hours in Bali. Deadly air show crash. The investigation tonight after two World War II-era planes collide over Dallas. CBS's Omar Villafranca is on the scene in Texas. Airline scare. He's got a knife and he wants to stab people. The TSA under fire after a man snuck two box cutters on board. CBS's Chris Van Cleve on the security threat. Plus the passenger who choked a flight attendant. And Jay Leno hospitalized after burning his face in his own garage. What the comedian is saying tonight about his recovery. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us as we begin a new week together. Tonight, the president of the University of Virginia says classes will be canceled for a second day tomorrow as the community searches for answers. The suspect is in custody after a deadly shooting rocked the Charlottesville community. And tonight, in an interview with our CBS News affiliate WTVR, the alleged gunman's father said his son was paranoid and getting picked on. 
Police say the shooting took place just after 10.15 p.m. last night on board a charter bus as it returned to campus from Washington, D.C. The three killed were all members of the UVA football team. The suspect, 22-year-old Christopher Darnell Jones, Jr., is a student and was a member of the team during his freshman year in 2018. Jones was charged today with three counts of second-degree murder and three counts of using a handgun in the commission of a felony. But police still haven't revealed a motive. CBS's Catherine Harridge is going to start us off tonight from Charlottesville. Good evening, Catherine. Good evening, Nora. Tonight, students are coming to this football stadium with flowers as a makeshift memorial takes shape after a day of tears across this university campus. We just received information the suspect is in custody. Just need a moment to thank God. <laughs> Breathe a sigh of relief. That emotional moment hung in the air as UVA Police Chief Timothy Longo confirmed suspect Christopher Darnell Jones Jr. was apprehended after a more than 12-hour manhunt. He was still a student, but to my knowledge, he was no longer on the ball team and hadn't been uh, on the team for over a year. Campus officials say five students were shot at the end of a class field trip as they returned Sunday night. Devin Chandler, Lavelle Davis Jr., and Deshaun Perry, all members of the UVA football team, are dead. Two other students were injured, one critically. My heart is broken for the victims and their families and for all who, those who knew and loved them. And they are all in my prayers. As I've said before, when I see our students, I see my own kids. What is believed to be the bus where the shooting unfolded, now a crime scene. Authorities detailed recent complaints about Jones possessing a gun in September, though a weapon was not found, as well as a hazing incident. But in that case, the witnesses did not cooperate. I mean, I'd, I heard gunfire. Senior Christian Anton said the shooting happened not far from his campus room. Other witnesses, too afraid to be identified, described the door of the bus opening and injured students spilling onto the road. We're all impacted, you know, not just me, not just, you know, my roommates, but everybody here on campus who was impacted by it. An authority said the initial charges of second-degree murder will likely be upgraded as investigators discover new evidence, Nora. Catherine Herridge, thank you very much. We want to turn now to the investigation into that horrific midair collision at a Dallas air show. Two days after the disaster, the names of the veteran pilots involved have been released. We get the latest now from CBS's Omar Villafranca in Dallas. Spectators watched in horror as two vintage planes collided midair in the skies above Dallas before crashing to the ground in a ball of flames. This is on the airport. We had an air collision. It's down on the airport. Rescue crews rushed to the crash site but found no survivors. Now, investigators with the National Transportation Safety Board are combing through the wreckage, as well as videos of the incident, trying to figure out what went wrong. It uh, will give us a layout of, of where each aircraft was in the process. It should help us with speed, altitude, location. The accident happened during Wings Over Dallas, an air show featuring dozens of World War II era planes. A P-63 King Cobra fighter appears to bank hard to the left before smashing into a B-17 bomber. Investigators are expected to focus on the smaller plane. It was coming in at a pretty steep bank angle. It could make that really almost impossible for the pilot of the smaller airplane to see the larger airplane. And tonight, we now know the names of the six people killed. 
All veteran pilots, some with decades of experience. The close-knit World War II aviation community is devastated. We hope that the NTSB figures out exactly what happened here so they can put in place measures to keep these things from happening in the future. There were no black boxes on those vintage planes, but today the NTSB said they found a GPS and an electronic flight display in the wreckage, which may have data to help determine what happened. The preliminary report is expected in four to six weeks. Nora. Omar Franca in Dallas, thank you. We turn now to a scary incident this morning in eastern Kentucky when a school bus rolled into a ditch and crashed. Kentucky State Police say all 18 students and the driver suffered injuries, some of them critical. Several were taken to area hospitals. The ages of the students range from elementary to high school. Tonight, TSA employees across the country are getting a wake-up call after a passenger with two box cutters was able to board a Frontier Airlines flight. The flight was diverted and the passenger was detained. CBS's Chris Van Cleve reports the incident has an unfortunate echoes of 9-11. Is that him? Landing in handcuffs. This man accused of threatening passengers on a Frontier Airlines flight with a box cutter arrested late Friday. And I looked down and he had the box cutter with the blade that he was trying to put the blade into the actual mechanism. 192 passengers and crew were on board. Several military veterans helped restrain the man until landing. I was kind of angry at the time, um, so I really was wanting to like do something physically to the person. Tonight, the TSA is briefing all screeners nationwide about what went wrong, and the officers who dealt with the suspect at the Cincinnati airport will be retrained. The TSA says while the bags were scanned, the image review capabilities were not fully used. One of the man's two box cutters was discovered during a secondary search, but it was returned after its blade was removed, which is against procedure, according to the agency. John Pistol is a former TSA administrator. Once a box cutter was discovered, it should have been a much more thorough screening. Incidents involving disruptive passengers are down 80% in 2022 after soaring during the pandemic. But so far, there have been nearly 2,200 this year alone. Including this one early Sunday, where a passenger holding a toddler allegedly choked a flight attendant and refused to sit down during landing. That flight attendant is expected to be okay. Now, after the 9-11 hijackers were able to gain control of four airliners with box cutters, cockpit doors were reinforced. And security experts we talked to today said it doesn't appear that either of these incidents would have posed a viable threat to control of the airplanes or to the pilots. Nora. Chris Van Cleve with those airport scares. Thank you. Well, tonight, Democrats hoping for keeping control of the House of Representatives are dimming. The CBS News characterization at this hour is that the House leans Republican. CBS News estimates the GOP will win a minimum of 214 seats, while Democrats are estimated to win at least 210. The magic number is 218. CBS's Robert Costa takes a look. Lawmakers return to a transformed and uncertain Washington Monday with Senate Democrats ready to celebrate. These elections have shown that the MAGA Republican way is not where the American people want to be. Maintaining their grip on the majority, Democrats framed it as a rejection of election deniers and Trump disciples. I will always fight for you no matter what. Saturday night's victory in Nevada by incumbent Catherine Cortez Masto gives Democrats at least 50 seats in the chamber with a chance to increase their majority if incumbent Raphael Warnock 
can beat Republican Herschel Walker in the December 6 Georgia runoff. But I think as we're celebrating the fact that we now have a 50-50 majority, we all know that this job is not done yet. We still have to win in Georgia. Both parties remain on edge about who will control the House. Some Republicans are debating who should lead them and pressuring the frontrunner for House leader Kevin McCarthy, who had hoped a red wave would sweep him to power. As we can't have a peacetime speaker, we need a wartime speaker. All this as former President Donald Trump plots a comeback. President Trump is going to announce on Tuesday that he's running for president, and it's going to be a very professional, very buttoned-up announcement. It's a move that is being publicly discouraged by some in the party. It's basically the third election in a row that Donald Trump has cost us the race, and it's like, you know, three strikes, you're out. With his new book out tomorrow, former Vice President Mike Pence is taking aim at Trump for telling the Capitol attackers he lacked the courage to block the 2020 results from being certified. It angered me. But I turned to my daughter who was standing nearby and I said, it doesn't take courage to break the law. It takes courage to uphold the law. I mean, the president's words were reckless. It's clear he decided to be part of the problem. Tonight, there are indeed growing debates over who should lead Republicans in the House and in the Senate. Even Senator Mitch McConnell is under pressure from some colleagues. It's a blame game after the party's disappointing midterm performance, which many now attribute to the former president just before that big announcement tomorrow. Nora. Yeah, just before Thanksgiving. All right, Robert Costa, thank you. Well, overseas, President Biden's highly anticipated meeting with Chinese President Xi lasted for more than three hours at the G20 summit in Indonesia today. Tensions over trade, Taiwan and the war in Ukraine loomed over their first face-to-face encounter since Mr. Biden took office. CBS's Nancy Cordes is in Bali, where both leaders committed to improving relations. It was a meeting two years in the making. Both presidents vowing to de-escalate tensions as the rest of the world looked on. I'm not looking for conflict. I'm looking to manage this competition responsibly. President Joe Biden and President Xi Jinping lead the two largest economic powers, and they've been publicly at odds over trade, technology, human rights, and spying, rattling neighbors and allies. The world expects that China and the United States will properly handle the relationship. In the three-and-a-half-hour meeting, the two men discussed Russian aggression and Taiwanese independence. China's military has stepped up its drills near the self-governed island, and after the meeting, they called U.S. interference in China-Taiwan affairs a red line. But in a press conference, Mr. Biden expressed optimism. I absolutely believe there need not be a new Cold War, and I do not think there's any imminent attempt on the part of China to invade Taiwan. Both leaders are here in Bali for the G20 summit, a meeting of top officials from the world's 20 largest economies. Russian President Vladimir Putin is a notable no-show. The White House is hoping to use his absence to push China to condemn Russia's faltering invasion of Ukraine, something China hasn't done yet. I didn't find him more confrontational or more conciliatory. I found him what he's always been, direct and straightforward. Putin may not be here, but leaders at this G20 summit are still slamming him for causing many of the economic problems their countries are now dealing with, including high fuel prices, food shortages, and inflation. Nora. 
Nancy Cordes in Bali, thank you. To the climate crisis and its often heartbreaking consequences, Somalia is one example where millions of people are suffering from severe drought and famine. CBS's Deborah Pata reports in depth from inside a Somalia hospital where starving children are fighting to stay alive. We do want to warn you that some of these images are disturbing. These are climate change's youngest victims. A severely malnourished child is hospitalized every minute in Somalia, and mothers here don't need climate experts to tell them why. They know it is hotter than it's ever been. And after more than two years of drought, there is nothing to eat. We've just arrived here at this hospital and already a 10-month-old baby girl is being admitted with severe malnutrition and complicated by pneumonia. Baby Fatun opens her mouth to cry, but there are no tears, only a silent scream. Beds fill up quickly at Bay Hospital's pediatric ICU ward in Baidoa. Every child here is in dire medical need. Moments later, another new arrival and another emergency. Two-year-old Malyun is dying. Her oxygen level should be close to 100, but the reading is just 37. She's bloated from severe malnutrition. Her starving body is turning on itself. With blood sugar crashing, she doesn't even flinch as the nurse injects her with glucose. Her family is sick with worry. These scenes take a mental toll on the medical staff, says Dr. Saeed Yusuf. It's so hard for you as a doctor. We sometimes um, have uh, nightmares. And those nightmares keep coming back. The next day, Malion went into septic shock. We were in fact capturing her final hours, her final breaths. She has been hungry her whole life. And last night, she died. Deborah Patter, CBS News, Baidoa, Somalia. A reminding about the suffering happening around the world. We turn now to Ukraine, where a CBS News crew was in the newly liberated city of Kherson today as the president of Ukraine hailed Russia's retreat as the beginning of the end of the war. But he acknowledged the heavy price of the fight. The city under Russian control for nearly nine months has no electricity or running water and remains within firing distance of Russian artillery. Comedian Jay Leno is speaking out tonight after suffering severe burns. We'll have that story when we return. Have you ever covered a carpet stain with a rug? Ignored a leaky faucet? Pretended your half-painted living room is supposed to look like that? Well, you're not alone. We've all got unfinished home projects. But there's an easier way. When you download Thumbtack, it's easier to care for your home from top to bottom. Pull out your phone and in just a few steps, you can search, chat, and book highly rated pros right in your neighborhood. Plus, you'll know what to tackle next because Thumbtack is the app that shows you what to do, who to hire, and when. So say goodbye to all those unfinished home projects and say hello to caring for your home the easier way. Download Thumbtack and start a project today. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. 
Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. We learned today that former Tonight Show host Jay Leno is recovering from serious burns. The comedian was taken to a burn center in Los Angeles after one of his cars burst into flames in his garage over the weekend. Leno suffered injuries to his face and hands. The 72-year-old says it was a gasoline fire and that he just needs a week or two to get back on his feet. Former First Lady Michelle Obama opens up about the anxiety she's faced. That's coming up next. In a new interview, former First Lady Michelle Obama is opening up about her personal struggles. Promoting her new book, The Light We Carry, Overcoming in Certain Uncertain Times, Ms. Obama spoke of her mental health during the isolation of the pandemic. I struggled, like a lot of people, to find a sense of hope in all of this. Now that I'm here in this position, now that I'm the Michelle Obama that people have seen and known, they can't imagine that I would have doubts and fears and anxiety, but we all have them and I still do. And I think that if you, you don't have the tools to get out of it, you can just spiral and spiral down, further down. Well, Mrs. Obama says she works on her mental health every day to silence the no in her head. We'll be right back with a cancer survivor and the complete stranger that gave her a second chance at life. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Finally tonight, the inspiring story of a cancer survivor and concert violinist who recently gave the performance of her life. Here's CBS's Carter Evans. It's a performance Christine Chen thought she may never give. I remember feeling like, I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to make it. On the day she gave birth in 2018, a nurse discovered a tumor masked by Christine's pregnancy. So about 12 hours after my daughter was born, we found ourselves seeing an oncologist. Pretty wild. But her chemotherapy led to something extremely rare. So the treatment for your cancer right. caused your leukemia. Right. She would need a stem cell transplant to survive, and a match within her own race would be ideal, but only 9% of donors on the nation's largest registry are Asian. It was hard not to feel despair and sorrow. In this case, Andrew was the perfect match, and we never looked back. Her perfect match, Andrew Chin. Hi. Hi, Andrew. <laughs> this is their first meeting since the procedure. I just hope that you know, you know that you're always, we always carry you with us. Yeah, it really hits home. It's like, wow, it's one person in the family, mother of two. And a concert violinist celebrating her second chance in a duet with her doctor. 
Carter Evans, CBS News, Los Angeles. That's a survivor story that's music to our ears. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news, and culture maker interviews, and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.